Hello, beautiful souls. Join me as we dive into conversations about spiritual clarity, different modalities and mechanisms to healing as well as healing phenomena and how to activate your third eye powers. Join me every Wednesday for a new episode where you'll understand more about the mediumship journey and what it truly takes. This is not your standard mediumship podcast. Get ready for discussing taboos, fears, traumas, and silenced stories for the emerging psychic medium who is stepping into their financial freedom with their soul's gifts. Hello, beautiful souls and mediumship muses. I'm so happy you're here. Welcome to episode one of Mediumship Muse, the Mediumship Muse podcast. I'm very excited to share with you Today's episode is about initiation into psychic mediumship, how it happened for me and how I see it happen for so many of my amazing students and clients. So this is going to take some, let's say, backtracking. I'm going to take you on a journey with me, okay, back to my childhood because really kind of started then. And I didn't realize I was being initiated, reinitiated in this lifetime into this work, but truly that's what happened. So as far back as I can remember, literally since I was like three, four, five years old, I can remember um, feeling imaginary friends around me. I would see and sense them watching me outside of my window. And what's funny is since a very young age, they always felt extraterrestrial to me. And I, I really wasn't exposed to like, I don't know, maybe the only thing I could think of is like ET, like ET phone home. But I wasn't really exposed to ETs in that way, I think, you know, um, in a way to just make up a bunch of imaginary friends. And I would see them and I was comforted by them. I would experience them again, a lot outside my window, like growing up where I lived in an apartment, you know, I had like a big window in my room and I would always see them there. And I was never afraid, you know, I would see like these loving silhouettes and shadows and sometimes imagine them there. And I didn't realize how that was actually them from the jump. I didn't really recall those things until I got a bit older, but I did always know that I carried this otherworldly frequency. I will start there. <laughs> okay. Um, so fast forward a little more ahead, maybe around the age of seven, eight, nine, I started to realize the trauma I was experiencing in my childhood. I was going to have to really address in my adulthood. I would always hear these whispers from my guides again, not knowing or thinking anything. And you can just sometimes a lot of people just brush it off as imagination. These things are not imagination. You've likely been fed and whispered the things that you're here to deal with in this lifetime from a very young age. Okay. I didn't realize how these traumas were going to be such a part of my awakening and how it was going to trickle into me being again, initiated into psychic mediumship. So Fast forward again into my college years, I went to school up north and um, in, in the Bay Area, and 
I experienced so many unexplainable phenomenon there. Um, I had my first UFO sighting in Santa Cruz. I didn't even know this, but um, there was a such thing called the 37th degree parallel that runs at the longitudinal, I think if I'm saying that correctly, the longitudinal degree that runs through our entire country. Um, they call it the 37 degree parallel. And there's a concentration of UFO sightings at this degree. If you look across the map, I even think Area 51 runs through this or Roswell, one of those, maybe both, I don't know. Um, but Santa Cruz is right at the the West Coast, the West Coast tip of that 37 degree parallel. I had my first UFO sighting there. And um, I remember it was 420. It was 420 and I was getting ready with my friends to go to a renegade, basically like a big forest party. And I was like the first one, like, ready to go and so i was waiting outside like twiddling my fingers you know like oh come on like where are my friends like hurry up you know it always took a minute to get them all riled up and headed in one place in one space all together so i was waiting and then all of a sudden i see this craft and it's got three sort of like orbs on each corner it's a triangle okay and it's got like an orb on each triangle and it's like just lightly glowing and it was the most odd thing ever and it was flying pretty low I'm not so good with like, I don't know, I guess feet range, but I don't know. It was very close and it was dead silent. And it was just a triangular ship, just like moving like this. <laughs> and I was trying to like, I was like choked up for words. I was like trying to yell for a friend, but I couldn't. I was just so enamored and I was just staring at it. Like, is this what I think it is? And nobody else saw it like it was just a dark 420 night and nobody else I tried to like run in for one of my friends and by the time I came back it was gone. And I was just like, what the fuck did I just see, you know, for the rest of the evening. And again, little initiations that I didn't know were going to come together in a bigger picture but seeing that craft stuck with me for i mean it still has for the rest of my life experiencing that in person and seeing that and just feeling and knowing because leading up to that i also had numerous dreams of visitations from ets from these elves and dwarves who would do very magical things in my dreams and i was really being immersed into this other world I will call it and I think I was really being taken into dimensions other dimensions for higher learning. I understand that now. <laughs> um, but at the time I was just like what the what in the world is going on, you know, and I was having these visions with my eyes open not on any psychedelic drugs or anything like that, not even weed. I would have these visions in the sky where the clouds would come together and form certain images and they were talking to me the clouds were spirits really and the spirits were either embodying the clouds or the clouds are spirit as well it, it can vary it can be both and i was being shown very specific images about my life about the things that i was to heal i saw divine mother and father archetypes in the sky shining on me with with love and light again not knowing what all these things meant i would just i would try to explain them to some of my friends but it was very clear to me that nobody else was experiencing this level of spirit
spiritual awakening or experiences in their life. So I was very much kind of in my own little world and still going through certain, like I said, phenomena with other people, but they wouldn't really know how to describe it either way. So for example, I started to channel around the age of 19 unknowingly. I would be in conversation with a friend and you know, friend would be sharing something with me that they would be going through. And all of a sudden I get all this downloaded information and I would just speak it. And by the end of it being spoken, I wouldn't even remember what I had said. I, I didn't even know what I had said. In fact, I would just kind of like come back to and look at my friend and they were like, how did, how, like, where did that come from? How did you know all that? And I would be stunned myself and ask them, I, I don't know, what did, like, what did I say? What did I just say? I don't even remember. And so I started to realize, okay, there's, there's something going on. There's something fishy here. <laughs> and um, so more phenomenon, I, I lived in a house that was haunted by numerous spirits. That was my first really kind of more let's say scary encounter it was only scary at the time because i wasn't really in my power so i was in a phase within my spiritual awakening where i knew spirits were real and i didn't know it at the time but i was seeking validation through those experiences so one time in this haunted house and it was a big house i used to live in up north i was there alone and i was getting ready to go out with some friends so i'm by myself and i have my door open and the house I used to live in it was carpeted so the door was not just able to like swivel back and forth I mean if the door was open it was kind of like caught on the carpet it wasn't going anywhere unless you pushed it close and I was getting ready by the door putting on some makeup you know in a in a long mirror and all of a sudden the door just wham like slams shut and when I say slam shut I mean like it was a like loud slam and I'm looking at myself in the mirror doing makeup and my face goes white like I looked like the ghost <laughs> and my body just knew my body knew that there was something messing with me in that house and it was a very interesting experience again I was trying to like share it with some then housemates and they would get freaked out so I would stop sharing it with them and also the spirit would get really upset when I would talk about it because when I would talk about it I would hear things rattling like in the kitchen or in the living room and it was basically and telepathically saying like shut up stop talking about me I don't like it so later on I discovered that that area was once a mission and a lot of Mexicans and Native Americans were hung there and killed by uh, missionaries. So I was really in touch with that energy. And while I was aggravating them because of my awareness of them, I also did understand that later on I cleared them because I did I did a meditation once because I was scared at the time. I wasn't in the power I am now. I was scared at the time. The only thing I could think to do was to get crystals and start meditating. So I did. And I did that one time and they never messed with me again or they never, I don't know if I cleared it in that one stint, but they never came back. And again, right? Starting to understand, okay, there, there's spirit is real. These were, these were parts of my initiation into channeling and into mediumship and into helping souls transition on the other side. So 
um, I went through a lot of things like this, you know, I mean, things that I, you know, I would even see things move across rooms that shouldn't be moving, (laughs) that should be staying still. And again, these were all things that my consciousness was co-creating with other spirits to show me that spirit was real so that I can understand, oh, okay, this other realm, it's not just fake. It's not just woo-woo. It's not just something I'm making up in my mind. There is something legitimately real and powerful about spirit. So about, I think it was six or seven years into living up north, I moved back to LA. Shortly thereafter, um, I broke up with my ex, maybe about like a couple months after moving back to LA and I was distraught. I was like destroyed. And obviously it was for the best. It was for the best for, for both of us. But my whole identity was wrapped around this person. I was really codependent at that time and I didn't know it. So to like release from that, to, to detach from that relationship was like, oh my God, like, who are you? And on top of that, I was going through, you know, my spiritual awakening and reliving, revisiting and needing to release a lot of my old traumas. So it was just like layer upon layer of pain. And the only thing I could think to do was go and see Bashar. I don't know if any of you, some of you probably know who Bashar is, but essentially he's um a very special extraterrestrial that is channeled through Daryl Anka. So I went to go in a private session, see Bashar. And that session really awakened me to my next steps because Bashar essentially was confirming my experience with the UFO, with the channeling that I was doing unknowingly and with my connection to spirit. On top of that, I had heard my guide's um, name a couple years prior when I still lived up north before I saw met Bashar, I heard the name Musan Amin and it just came to me. And I, I was, you know, obviously stumped like who or what is Usan Amin? I'd never heard that name before, never said that name, but I heard it very clear. And so I asked Bashar about that too. And Bashar wouldn't give me the full details, but you know, just lovingly was dropping hints, saying this is like a guide but not the full embodiment of one. So after that session of, of huge awakening, there were a lot of other questions um, and it was very eye-opening. And so I asked Daryl as I came, as he came back to out of the session, out of the channeled state. And I asked Daryl if he knew anyone or you know anyone who offered classes or could help me learn to channel and he gave me his friend's contact who he learned to channel with and that's who became my teacher and so the teacher who actually learned my teacher um learned to channel with daryl anka which is really cool and she had been channeling at the time for over 30 years so i thought well if she's the best i should probably learn from her so started to channel, started to go to the channeling classes. And it was a huge awakening because a lot of past life memories came back a lot of why my soul incarnated at this time was being re downloaded into my consciousness. And 
it was very emotionally releasing i went through so many layers of trapped emotions i i i can't even begin to explain it <laughs> the first while when i was learning to channel i i mean i was just crying so much and even when i wasn't emotional when i was in my channeled state you know with my eyes closed i was i was having to like dab my eyes and i would ask my guides like why why am i crying without like crying and they were essentially saying that all the awakening that had been waiting for so long to come through finally was able to it was like i broke down the walls to the dam and so everything that had been trapped before was now being released whether i was doing it for a client a friend myself in class you know they said it would eventually go away which is true um and they also said because there's a lot of third eye activation that this kind of produces more wetness and water and moistness in, in my eyes too so um that was a very interesting process and when i first started to channel it was just a lot of clearing out of old stuff lots of releasing of pain lots of understanding what i had gone through with my ex lots of working with my inner child and aligning my inner child and my higher self to this process of becoming a channel and learning who my guide Usan Amin was. I actually discovered that Usan Amin is one of my um, channeled guides, but also is a future self and is extraterrestrial as well. So all the things from childhood around seeing ETs out my window um, and seeing you know, having my my UFO sightings and all the dreams about, you know, UFOs and extraterrestrial contact and all of this contact with these otherworldly beings and creatures all made sense in that class. And I needed to what spirit told me was that I needed to experience it in a more physical way with these phenomena going on around me so that I could know for certain that I was not making these things up. And so in that process of learning to work with my guides, I was starting to immerse myself more and more in the spiritual community. So one day I go to the Conscious Life Expo. I don't know if it still goes on. It's like they host it, I think every year and it's around LAX. And I had gone just, it was maybe a couple months after I started to channel. And I just wanted to, you know, explore, have fun um see who was there and catch some really amazing healers and learn from them too and while i was there there was this stand that had gold i don't even know what to call them they were like big like triangles right like think pyramid types like you could put them over your head rest them over your head and meditate with them or there were huge ones that you can hang from your ceiling and meditate under those pray whatever it is that you want to do but it, it essentially heightens your connection to higher dimensions so i went and i sat under one not thinking anything of it besides let's see what happens so i went into a channel state i sat under one and i did my affirmation invocation which i teach in my psychic mediumship course how important that is you essentially affirm the light and then invoke your guides into your presence into your body and when i did that i you know affirmed again affirmed the light invoked my guides for messages for a channel session and all of a sudden 
I started to smell roses and I like peeked open, you know, I channel with my eyes closed. So I peeked open and I was like, where, where are the roses? Cause I didn't see any roses and it smelled like fully. Like I walked into a flower shop. That's what it smelled like. And there were no roses. And I thought, huh? So I just went back to meditating. And then my grandmother, I had a full on vision of my grandmother coming to sit right beside me and nestled me up in a blanket. She basically snuggled in a blanket with me and was giving me all this love, giving me all this acknowledgement for all that I was doing for all of my healing journey. And I cried because I, I never met her before. She passed away before I was born. And, you know, my mom talked about her often, but I never met her. She only met like a couple of my older cousins and even then they were super young. So it's not like, you know, my cousins had much experience with her either. So to have to feel her, to feel her presence was very awe inspiring. And I did not expect that. And it was something that was so tangible and it was so clear and it was just not something that I could brush off as my imagination because it was so, I don't know what the word is, like visceral, was so real. I could feel her. I could feel her warmth. I could feel her energy. I could smell her, right? And, and the roses, her name is Rosalinda. So that was the whole smell, the like, woof, the, the whiff, the huge whiff of roses. That was her showing herself and telling me that she's here. She's, she's watching and she's showing up for my healing. And she's a part of this journey. So... I was still in channeling class at this point. I had not joined the psychic mediumship class um, or the channeled mediumship. I had not been invited into that course. So the way my channeling instructor was doing it was that, you know, you spend some time in the channeling courses and if she feels you're ready and if her guides feel you're ready, then you're invited into the mediumship class. So the mediumship class is invite only. So I wasn't in that class yet. I was still in the I was literally still like in the beginner, maybe my second like round of eight weeks with her um, where I was learning to like really fully vocal channel. And so I came to class and I shared the experience I had under that like pyramid gold pyramid thing and how I made a connection to my grandmother and it was completely unexpected and. It was it was mind blowing. Um, one thing I forgot to mention before I left the conscious life expo, I went to see one of the mediums she did she was one of the keynote speakers I forgot her name. What's her name Gail Thackeray now I remember her name is Gail Thackeray if i'm pronouncing that correctly, and I went up to her just to like see if she had a little message for me and she. This was right after I had that experience under the under the gold pyramid and connecting to my grandmother. So then I go and I walk up to Gail Thackeray and she points to a crystal I'm wearing, which I was wearing a, a carnelian, I believe. And she points to my crystal and she goes, wow, that crystal's really powerful. You're really powerful. And she said, your your grandmother on your mother's side wants you to know that you're a healer, but you don't believe in yourself. And I was again that was just another like okay this again this has to be real how would she know that how would she know she wouldn't know that I you know and I didn't even have the chance to tell her because it was like a fast moving line and there was someone else behind me so we really just get a few moments with her and I was also stunned so I was like I uh, uh, I was like lost for words um and 
that's when I knew that's when I knew okay I am connecting to my grandmother I think this means I can probably connect to other spirits so when I went to my channeling class and brought this to you know my channeling instructor's attention and the guides that she channels it became very clear to me that I was mediumistic and it just sort of happened because these are things that I've done numerous lifetimes over and the scaling gift is just it's always been there and it was just time for me to reawaken to it and time for me to service many people with this gift. Still have doubts right still went through like years still went through like a good eight years of doubting myself, even though I did the work I just wasn't it was more like a hobby, because I didn't really believe in myself I didn't I was afraid to invest I was afraid to really take it to that next level and. She my channeling instructor invited me to the psychic mediumship course um, her channeled mediumship course which really I, I was invited into that course with some channels that she had been training with for like 10 plus years so i felt so like intimidated like how is a channel who's been you know learning from her for literally like three months how am i invited in this space with them i, I didn't it was hard for me to like understand and grasp but you know, my instructor reassured me that I belonged and that I wouldn't be invited in that space unless I were meant to be there. So I just trusted the process. And, you know, the rest is history. I went through many years of doubt, but still doing the work. And really, it's not that I doubted the work. I doubted that I was worthy of charging what I needed to to actually eat <laughs> and to make a decent living right so i was like i just had like other corporate work or whatever like part-time stuff that i was doing to make make cash but it was never really my passion i spent a really long time being depressed in all of those positions because it wasn't feeding my soul so um it was a very interesting process and, and i bring this up because it's such an important part of the psychic mediumship journey I, because i see it in so many of my students and clients now when you embark on this psychic mediumship journey one of the first spirits you're likely to encounter is one from your own lineage and this is because this is your soul's familiarity. This is your soul family. They come to put you at ease. They come to help ease you into what's set to be your way of connecting so that you can better understand it, so that you can start slow, right? So that you can take a bite and digest. And then when you're ready to eat some more, <laughs> then you keep going. But our loved ones so have our back in this work and I really encourage the listeners to think about any dreams that you might have had of loved ones who are no longer on this side with you. Think about that those continual ringing, ringing of the ears that you get when you're talking about your loved ones. Think about those experiences you might have had in meditation or breath work where they come and visit you and you might just shrug it off as your imagination. I'm here to tell you, my friends, those things are not your imagination. This is the way that spirit connects. They use the same highways, if you will, as your imagination, as your creativity, but it has a distinct difference. And when you learn to understand that difference and you learn how to invoke 
their communication with you, this is when it becomes extremely powerful. And our loved ones are always set. They're always set up to help us. And when we start embarking on psychic mediumship and you meet your guides, one of the first things you start doing too is healing your lineage, healing those loved ones that you have who have crossed over and are at peace or those who have perhaps are not resting well. Excuse me, I have a few clients and students who have connected with loved ones who feel really heavy and who feel like, you know, they kind of been stuck in limbo for a while. And that's completely normal too. So also don't be afraid if you connect to a loved one and they seem a little battered and or rattled on the other side. This is this is normal. They get lost and confused sometimes on the other side, just like we do on this side, right? Where we get lost and we're unaligned and we're just like roaming through life and just trying to pay bills and do this and do that. The same thing can happen to them and they can ignore the calling to the light to their soul family, to their angels who are there to guide and protect them, but they may just be just so smothered in self-doubt that they don't hear or they don't feel worthy of crossing over. So with my grandmother, I, I didn't have to help her transition because she transitioned very well. She had a lot of, lot of ancestors on the other side, I will say, and her mother was on the other side, my great-grandmother that I saw too, who was there with her. So she was able to transition well, which I felt just from her and in my own heart too. But there were undealt with traumas that had been left over from her that happened to my mother and then me, which I'll get into in in the next few episodes here too, um, because there's a, there's a huge pattern of sexual abuse in my family and what that did to the women and how many women stood in silence and tried to turn a blind eye and why they did it and how that kept the cycle going. So there are, while I didn't have to help her transition, I had to clear up a lot of shit on this side that she never got the chance to deal with. So uh, it's interesting because they're on the other side and you're on this side and they're here to help initiate you into your connection with spirit and them and and connecting with other spirits on the other side to help you know people to help them on the other side whatever the case might be but they it's interesting because you're no better than them and they are no better than you meaning just because they're on the other side doesn't mean that they have more awareness than you that's also what i find very interesting because the amount of healing that we provide them with is extremely powerful and it's not something that they necessarily have the option for oftentimes if they haven't reincarnated or if they haven't taken on let's say a higher role or job on the other side likely they're staying in like a stagnant um chi or pattern waiting to see you know either if if their um loved ones if enough of their loved ones cross over and they feel ready to reincarnate or for whatever reasons, um, they don't know more than you. That's something I want to make make clear. So as you become open and receptive to stepping into channeling and to connecting with spirit, you'll learn that, yes, they have things to teach you, but you also have things to teach them. And you can also 
rally them in support of your dreams, your desires. They can help you align things in your life, okay? They're here to serve you. They're your loved ones. They're your ancestors. There are souls on the other side that adore you, that want to see you succeed, that want to help you grow, that want to see you make all of your beautiful dreams come true. And this is a whole fact. So when you can connect with them and learn how to communicate with them and, and almost have these conferences that I like to call them, where you're like sitting down, you almost want to imagine yourself sitting down at an angelic table with them, showing them your plans, right? Rolling out the, the blueprint <laughs> and helping them understand where they can serve you. Because oftentimes some of our ancestors don't know how to serve us. And because we're moving into a higher and higher frequency, they're not used to it. And they don't know necessarily where we're going and how to serve us in the best ways. So we have to oftentimes do a lot of healing and connecting with them to show them, help me in this way, or do this for me, please. You know, and they're happy to serve. Most of the times there are exceptions, you know, but more often than not, they are ready to help you on the other side. So if you've had any connections like this with any loved ones on the other side, you've already been initiated. <laughs> you've already been initiated on the other side. It's just a matter of learning to refine it and learning to do it at will. And the way I teach you to channel, it's actually very quote unquote democratic. And what I mean by that is like, you choose, you vote, you say, I'm sitting down, I'm getting into a channeled state. I say my affirmation invocation and here, is how I want to connect and communicate with spirit, as opposed to, let's say, moseying about or going about your day and getting bombarded by all these spirits that want to like come in and chat and take over energetically. That's no fun <laughs> um, because you can you can easily get overwhelmed by all that energy. So I really teach you how to have clean and clear, clean and clear boundaries within this work. It's very important so that you don't burn out. This is this is a main reason why a lot of psychic mediums will push their gifts away because they start experiencing things because they haven't set the boundaries, right? Because they see things and they're like, oh my God, I'm seeing things. And then actually invites even more seeing. <laughs> and so what happens oftentimes, they push all of it away. They shut down the third eye. They say, this is not real. They say, this is too much. And they push it away. And it's not that it's too much. It's that nobody's taught you how to have boundaries so if you have some uh if this sounds familiar <laughs> it sounds like you it sounds like something you pushed away or even generationally pushed away you may want to consider working with me so that we can reawaken reopen your third eye okay your gifts are always savable always salvageable we can always clear the blocks that were put in place to prevent you from connecting with spirit all of these things are workable and the other thing is oftentimes there's been blocks put in place to your third eye because your lineage has been frightened by death, literally, that if they were caught doing anything spiritual, they would be killed, right? And we could go back in history and point out numerous times where witches, psychics, mediums are condemned, are burned at the stake, burned alive, all kinds of stuff. That still resonates within our DNA too. So we have to take heed and remember, like on a genetic level, there is still pain around stepping into your light worker, right? Your, your divine psychic medium, your mediumship muse, there's fear around stepping into that. 
And when you can learn to overcome that fear, when you can learn to be in control and in your power of your gifts, uh, you're an unstoppable force. And that's what I want to do. I want to empower people to know that connecting with spirit is not some woo woo thing. In fact, I see it as so foundational. I see it as so as such a creative part of what I do. So many of my idea all most all of my ideas come from spirit. They're downloads. They're dropped into my consciousness. They're intuited from the heavens, right? This brings so much comfort because I don't have to think. I can just receive, right? My workshops, my courses, my classes, these things are all channeled. You know how special that is to just show up in a space and let the field and let the guides show and tell you what needs to take place. And you're so out of the way and you're so surrendered that it just births itself, that you could just serve people because you're so in alignment that you don't even have to trip about anything. The work is just, it's going to take place. And that's the beauty of this work. When you learn to not be afraid, you can really excel. And I talk about that fear too, because I see a lot of women who are afraid to connect with spirit because they've been so conditioned into thinking that it's like witchcraft or that it's, you know, the devil's work. (laughs) Religion still has a very strong hold on the collective conscious. And so there can be a lot of programmed fear around this. Think about horror, like think about spiritual connection and Hollywood. (laughs) Just think about that for a moment. Think about the crazy like horror story movies that they create out of like someone going on a Ouija board or connecting with a ghost or possession, right? These things stay in your conscious, in your subconscious, in your unconscious mind. And, and your mind believes that that's true. And so the moment when spirit starts to come in through dreams, through ringing the ears, through hearing like the whisper of spirit, you demonize it. You think it's something to be afraid of. You think it's something to cower from. You think it's something you're not ready for, that you're just making it up. This is how spirit works, okay? This is how they work. This is the magic and simplicity of how they work. When you learn to listen, when you learn to receive, when you learn to call it in, with more ease, it becomes so much more refined. And you can then learn to telepathically communicate with them and how to gather very specific information from them that their loved ones need to know about their future, about things that they're holding on to that need to be released and healed or things that need to be left with them and given back to the ancestors or loved ones on the other side. So we're not carrying that crap. So, excuse me. There's so much here. There's so much here. And and I want you to know that this initiation process is very cookie cutter. I, I see it. Like I said, I see it in so many. Spirit has been trying to initiate you into this work for a long time. Everybody is connected to spirit. Okay. It's like playing an instrument. I say this often. People will come to me in my classes or, you know, they think they'll be the one. Their ego is like so against them that they think they'll be the one who can't do it. I'm going to be the one who can't connect. (laughs) I'm going to be the one who fails, who can't do it and prove that Candace can't teach me how to do this. And it's just not true. Your vessel is like an instrument. And when we attune your vessel, attune it and align it, you're going to learn how to channel. You're going to learn how to connect with spirit. It's inevitable. It's 
part of the human experience. You are a spirit <laughs> condensed into a body. Part of your consciousness is here and part of your consciousness is still in an aspect of heaven, right? Your higher self, it never, that, that's the part of the soul that never leaves heaven. It stays up there as like your little tether and your little like conscious, right? That good conscious, that Jiminy Cricket, even though it's not so little, it's actually really big energy. What's little is actually what gets condensed down here in this body. But as you learn to expand, you learn that your consciousness exists in so many layers and dimensions. And when you open up to that realization, and you start to understand how this is all happening. And that's a never unfolding thing. I'm not saying I have all the answers figured out by any means, but I do know that I know more than many. And no, that doesn't make me better than any other human being. It really doesn't, but it does make me wiser about spirit, right? And I've been through a lot with spirit. I've connected to a lot of souls. I've seen a lot of stuff. And that's what I wanna to continue to teach and preach. <laughs> Because when I get you attuned to spirit and desensitizing you to the fact that these things are real, as opposed to the desensitizing that has been done in horror films and within Hollywood around spirit, if I could, if I could do the opposite of what that has done, then I'm doing my job, really, as a mediumship muse, as a psychic medium, as somebody who trains mediums all around the world, I'm doing my job. <laughs> by showing you that this is real, by even just saying it, right? Because even just by saying it, I'm planting seeds within your subconscious so that you can know that if and whenever you're ready to connect with spirit, spirit's always, without exception, going to be waiting for you. I've never had a soul come to me who I didn't, who I wasn't able to connect to someone on the other side for, whether it was their ancestor, their loved ones, their guides, and usually it's like, hodgepodge of all of those. <laughs> I've never had a student that I couldn't get to connect to their guides, their ancestors, their loved ones, right? Their gatekeepers, their higher self, their inner child. This never happened because we all have it. It's innate in our human experience to have these parts of ourselves all around us and within us. It's, it's nature, <laughs> it's spiritual nature. And it's beautiful and who your soul family is connected to is so beautiful right like mine part of mine, I will say is ETs and extraterrestrials there's another part that's really connected to the angelic realm. You know, so it's kind of like you know what you kind of intuitively vibe with is probably how your guides are going to be and what your ancestors are going to be connected to too. So I see a lot with really, I see a lot of my clients with indigenous warriors, right? That's who their soul resonates with. And that's because that's who their soul family is. I see others who really like their guides can be really goddess archetypes and it varies, right? I mean, fairies, elves, um, beings of light, angels i mean we we get it all we get to explore it all and you get to find out who your spirit fam is in working with me so if you feel called please reach out to me dm me you can share a, a dream a download a whisper of spirit i want to hear about it i want to understand what you're experiencing and how i can help you go deeper if you so want to if you so want to so know that this form of initiation from your loved ones on the other side is very normal. It's very natural. It's 
it's one of those, again, first steps to connecting to spirit on the other side and, and in learning to do so. So if it's happened to you or is happening, just know that you're safe. Know that it's okay. Know that this soul is coming to you for a reason. And it's likely because you're able to connect with spirit already. Okay. These things don't just happen to people by accident. It's not an accident. And it's not a little hoopla. It's not like a, a mess up or a like glitch in the matrix. It's intentional from that soul and or from your consciousness and it's a co-creation so you have to understand that part of your soul and your consciousness is connected to them already and is welcoming these experiences for your awakening for your unfolding so also let me know if you've experienced any strange phenomenon like all those that i had mentioned you know ufo sightings and doors slamming on me by ghosts and visions in the sky and clouds talking to me <laughs> those are just some right i mean i could be here for days I, i've seen entities i've seen energies and guides of mine materialize through things through like quote unquote solid things and so my seeing process is very interesting i've also seen orbs and and nexus points if you will since childhood since as far back as i can remember where i see these like lights i see twinkles i see and and the more i do the work the less and less in my peripheral they become like i will see it straight in front of me now and it's like oh okay like nothing's trying to hide itself anymore and so it really is you you see what you're ready to see you allow yourself to see what you're ready to see because i'm so because spirit is so normal to me i can see more right because i practice it and i've known it for so long and i've experienced so many things that my conscious subconscious unconscious they all know spirit is real and they're not fighting on that <laughs> so there's just the next emergence like okay how much more do i want to see because what we see is within a certain wavelength of frequency and our eyes when trained i do believe can see more and can see beyond that and i always have seen beyond that and it's only starting to expand even more so just remember you see what you're ready to see you see with the eyes of the soul more than with the physical eyes i i it's very interesting and kind of hard to explain that but it really is that way you see what you're ready to see okay so if you're ready to see more <laughs> and this doesn't have to be in a scary way in, in your day-to-day -day life if that's not what you're ready for it could very much be simply in meditation and in the ways that i lead my psychic mediums into learning that connection in a very safe loving soft space where it's not overwhelming but i i take you literally step by step so that it's a safe secure and loving process you know i'm not gonna snatch your third eye <laughs> and awaken it for you you're going to be doing the work and you're in full control at all times right this is not something you have no control over remember we talked about being able to shut it down and how many of your ancestors have and did and how many of you did oftentimes in childhood too because of things that you started to see or because you were being judged for it so initiation <laughs> into spirit can look different for each of us but likely initiation into psychic mediumship is and has been coming through a loved one that you already have on the other side whether you met them in physical form or not doesn't even matter like me never met my grandmother so be open and if you want to explore and play come find me please <laughs> 
I love you and I would love to initiate you further into this connection with spirit and I want you to understand how normal this is understand how day to day how this is part of your day to day life. It really is spirit is all around us and we are loved all the time, you are so loved more than you know by your guides your angels and your ancestors and i'm here to support you along that journey so. Let me know contact me DM me reach out to me about all these funky and funny and beautifully <laughs> spiritual experiences you might relate to within the stories and things i've shared here or your own I want to hear all about them and I will see you soon in the next episode of mediumship news okay I love you so much. Mwah! Thank you so much for tuning in my emerging psychic mediums. I trust you've received new downloads, wisdom, insight, and actionable steps to ascend as you embody the spiritual channel in you. It's time to take the next steps into your life purpose and lovingly clear out the blocks as you give your greatest gifts to be abundantly paid for being you. As always, I'm here to support you on your journey of growth, evolution, and expansion into who you came here to be. I'd love to hear about your biggest ahas and takeaways. So jump on Instagram and let's connect at Mediumship Muse Podcast. DM me. I'd love to hear from you. Love you all.